add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare It's good to live Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry Welcome to the Real Health Podcast with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, every single week we try and bring you an episode to inspire, uh, to improve your lives and improve your health. And this week is one of those episodes that I think you're going to be absolutely blown away by. I'm delighted to be joined in studio in Independent House by Trisha Lewis, all the way from Cork. How are you? Very good. How are you? Fantastic. Um, folks, if you haven't heard of Trisha or Trisha's uh, story, uh, I'll fill you in a little bit and then we'll get chatting. She has become an Instagram sensation over the last couple of months. I was uh, made aware of, of the page and I followed it ever since. Um, it's an amazing journey of, of, of weight loss, of honesty, of overcoming obstacles, overcoming fears. And I was so inspired by the page. I met Trish a few weeks ago at a wedding. And afterwards, I, I'd sent her a DM to listen, any chance you come up to Dublin and be on the podcast, because I think our listeners need to hear your story and need to hear what you have to say. And I'm delighted to say that she has come up to Dublin. An absolute pleasure. So <laughs> tell us, I suppose, introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, let's, let's, start at the, the, let's start at the beginning. Um, you hit 26 stone. I did, just and above it. <laughs> that was the turning point. What happened from there? Um, that was in February of this year, so I went to, I guess I just had enough of it all. So I woke up one morning from a text message from my sister and she had said, it's the first Monday of February, maybe this could be your month. And I think for the first time in my life, I turned around, I was honest and I said, I give up. I feel absolutely awful and I don't know what to do anymore. So then I think within an hour, I rang and I was like, oh, I joined the gym. It's all started. So she was like, what, where are you? I thought you were in bed. I was like, no, 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 I'm in the gym. Do you know, so I joined Denny's and Douglas and weighed in within, I think, about a day. And wow. they had said, oh, we can book you in for your PTs next week. But I was like, no, no, tomorrow. You have to do it tomorrow, do you know. So from there and to now, I've lost nearly six stone. Six? Since yeah. February? 82 pounds. Wow, and over 106 inches, I think, is there? Yeah, that was the count two weeks ago, so... Even more since. Hopefully. <laughs> so that's since February, so we're now yeah. in September, so we're talking uh, a very short seven months. Yeah. Six stone. Yeah. You are... I can't believe it. Sh literally shining health. Oh. Uh, that day when I met you down in the restaurant in Cork, um, and even today, you're, you beam, you're beaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about weight loss. Have you, have you, had you tried anything before? Had yeah. you lost weight before? How had that all gone before this, this moment? I had tried everything you can think of before. I had done every quick fix, every everything in the book that you can name, every soup diet, everything. I even booked a gastric bypass. It wow. was just everything. So even yesterday I was trying to think of what I'd say and stuff. I was nervous. But I collectively over the years lost 35 stone. <laughs> My, between putting it on and putting losing it, it on, and putting it on. It off, just it was thirty five stone, give or take, maybe a stone or two, um. But nothing, nothing worked. Obviously, just the old school way, of proper food and just gym, graft. Yeah. So, 
from there it's just took off completely and I suppose I did try everything in the past but a lot of things I did but I put too much ownership on somebody else I wasn't taking it for myself I was you know if the personal trainer if I thought they weren't good I would just give up but it was just myself I wasn't figuring out where I wanted to go so, so. it was one of the big learning curves over the last what seven months been self-responsibility 100% for kind of owning the situation it's, and it's, being honest it's the last ingredient in the perfect dish it was just owning it and stop blaming other people for what I'd done I had not eat like I'd eaten the stuff I had not walked and I guess I blamed situations that was silly of me and then I think when I finally text my sister that day that I give up I put it all back on myself and then when I put it into perspective I was like oh wait you can fix it now as well and I think from there on and just admitting to myself that it was all my own fault <laughs> it's nobody else's and you know, I, there is obviously situations that you can trigger to be upset or anything, but, you know, I think that's the key. It's just to own it and move on. You know, mistakes happen. Just move on. And what was the scariest part? Once you've made that decision, which was, okay, I'm at fault, I've made the mistakes, I will fix this. Presumably that comes with a huge amount of fear and a huge amount of... Where do I go? What do I do? I'm going to a gym. Gyms are scary. People are very self-conscious yeah. in gyms of any weight. Um, yeah. uh, we see it with clients come in the door, whether they have one stone to lose, ten stone to lose, whatever the weight is. Uh, they can be quite a scary environment. Women in particular seem to find it very kind of intimidating. Um, what was that the scariest part for you when starting all of this? This time, um, quite honestly, I think it was failing again. I just, I was so sick of trying absolutely everything. And then when it came to this time, I was like, if I, fin if I fail here at 26 stone, where where do I go? Do you know, there's no more leeway. There was no more gain two stone a year and get away with it. it was, this is the end. So I think that was my biggest fear. And then if it didn't scare me, it wasn't worth it. So I just took it from there and I just was like, okay, what do I have to do next? And they were like plank. I was like, oh my God, what? Do you know, but I think just each day and the other thing I, what I did was I didn't look at the future. It was every day I wake up and even this morning, just have a quick chat, do it right today, don't mess it up, do you know. And messing it up is going getting a breakfast roll. There's no need for it. Okay, so it's taking it. It's it's taking away from the the bigger goal, and it's literally taking it down to a daily, day by day mm -hmm. by day, you yeah, almost meal by meal, pound by pound. Like if I looked at the grand scheme of things, when when I started, and I would have been like, okay, you've fourteen stone to lose. I'd have freaked out and been like, okay, I'll just not do it. But then I just set a hundred pound target and just said, if I can get to there. We'll see where I can go there. I know I've reset it. <laughs> Not that so, far off 100 pounds. Oh my God, if I fall at the last hurdle, <laughs> I'd be like, oh crap. Um, but just take it day by day and just take ownership. And like if you have weight, you have to nearly go to the gym in of because I would try it my own. But if I hadn't it done by 26 stone myself, I was never going to do it. And once I was harsh enough to myself and kind of spoke the truth, you know, and I listened, it, that's where it clicked. And talk to me about this was the impact of uh, being 26 stone, of having mm -hmm. that amount of weight. Like, how was that impacting your life in terms of work, in terms of life, in terms of... Um, I guess throughout the years, I've, I work in a great restaurant in Jacobs and the the City. Plug. <laughs> Done. <laughs> That's my guaranteed raise. <laughs> I was there uh, for a wedding. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I guess it was grand because when I was there 10 years, you become very used to the surroundings you're in and... I was getting bigger and bigger, but I think it was this Christmas was when I really was like, oh no, this has gone too far. My knees were giving way. The weight of my legs, I couldn't bend down for plates in the past. I would make like a joke and say, oh, grab the bowl. 
Um, and I think it was impacting me there. It was impacting, obviously, my self-confidence. If I was meeting customers, you know, I kind of shy away. Um, it would even down to interviewing a new chef. You know, straight away in my head, I was going to, I was like, oh, they're going to judge my weight now. They're not going to see me as a good chef. So, yeah, it was beginning to completely take a toll, which is where it got quite scary for me. I think about the 23 store mark that I was like, oh, no, this has gone too far. I was always heavy, but I was never morbidly obese, mm -hmm. you know. And people do see weight first. They don't mean it, but obviously, you know, I thought for years people would stare at me, go down the street, and I was like, oh, it's so mean. But they were obviously just looking at a very unhappy person, you know, because when I see photos of me before now, it does actually break my heart because I'm like, okay, that's what they were seeing. They weren't looking at me for my weight. They were probably just like, oh, God, love her, you know. So it had a huge impact, definitely. And not only did you decide to lose uh, weight, you decided to do it in one of the most public ways possible. Uh, and you set up, which is how I was, you know, came across you, was the Instagram page. Yeah. Now, I, people who listen to the podcast on a regular basis will know sometimes I'm not the biggest fan of social media when it comes to weight loss. I think yours is an exception. And I think the reason for that is the fact that it's real. Uh, having met you, this is the second time meeting you, uh, your Instagram page is almost a direct reflection of your personality. It just It's just you all over it. It's, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> so I'm fascinated. Why why go down the social media route? So you're 26 stone, you wake up, you say, okay, I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to do it for myself. And I'm going to post it on Instagram. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, I would always be an incredibly outgoing, bubbly person. And I think I lost that in the last few years. So then my friend actually, it was a random friend in Australia, had messaged me and he was like, oh, how are you getting on? And I was messaging people in Clamel and X, Y, and Z. So that particular friend, he was like, why don't you just do an Instagram and I'd be able to follow you and I'll show my friends. And I was like, God, not a hope, Colin. That'd be so embarrassing, blah, blah. And he simply replied and he was like, get over yourself. People know how fat you are. Oh, no, you might motivate people. <laughs> so I replied and I was like, uh, thanks a million <laughs> thumbs up. No, but it was funny. He was just like, look, own it, you're doing amazing, you're sending me these private messages, you know, so it started from there, and then it just exploded, it really did, like, I'm, people are coming from all over the place. You've, over, you've gained over 7,000 followers, I yeah. think, in yeah. the space of seven months, nearly 1,000 followers a month. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> it's unbelievable, you've yeah. commented, you've people from all walks of life, uh, yeah. even some of the guests that we've had in this podcast, I've seen, I saw Roz commenting on your page, yeah. Roz Purcell. Uh, Indy has done it and uh, I think Orla has done it as well. Loads of people who I would know have kind of commented yeah. on all, all the stuff yeah. that you're doing. Do you find that brings pressure? Um, no, yeah, obviously it brings pressure. Obviously I have to take, you know, it's motivational, it is. But I'm so loving this part of my life that it's not pressure. And you get, maybe it's because I'm a chef. I love pressure and <laughs> pressure makes me go faster. So like if it's a quiet night in the kitchen, I'm on my phone. But if it's busy, you know, I think that side of things... It can bring good pressure and bad pressure, but it can only bring bad pressure if I let it. Okay. You know, if I look at it in a negative way, which I would have done before in the past, it'll be bad. But if I look at it in a positive way, done. I haven't had one one negative. Even That's my next question, yeah. Nothing. Like, not even... Not nothing. Which was which I'm every day I worry about. But now I think it's gone so far that I'm like, oh, look, if they do it, whatever. Do you know? Yeah, people will always have opinions. They always do. You know, and I have opinions too, and some of my opinions are negative, so... You know, I don't care. Like, and what's been the most enjoyable part so far? What are you enjoying? The happiness. Because you you are buzzing. I am, and I think our listeners buzzing. can hear it through. I can hear it through the through my microphone. <laughs> like I want to just jump off here. the chair now and be like, "Hello," you know. But 
Um, happiness, definitely. Getting back, like living again. Walking down O'Connell Street, even there, and just walking me like a bounce in my step. I just love that. So I hated, I really did hate. It got really bad for a while. Walking wasn't a thing. I would get taxis everywhere. I would drive everywhere. I was just horrendous. And I knew myself that is not me. And was that down to ill, like lack of fitness? Or was it down to lack, lack of, of fitness, confidence? Lack or? of energy, lack of confidence, lack of, you know, so it was social awkwardness even. I was kind of in my own way, mm-hmm. you know. And people, no one, like people aren't mean. But, you know, I would just automatically presume that somebody would be judging me and that's not fair either. But when you're that heavy, and I think anyone who's listening will know what I mean, that even if you're in the bank, you're just conscious of every part of you. But yet and all you think that it, because you're so conscious, you change it. So it's kind of a vicious circle. Let's break it down a bit then. In terms of exercises, so what we, what did you do at the start? What did you do? What do you do now in terms of training? Um, at the start, I think the first, obviously the first three sessions, I think, were the worst sessions I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> I hated them. They were like, put your arm over your head. And I was like, yeah, not about her. And then my arm wouldn't do it. I was like, what the hell? And they were on about range of motion. I was like, are they broken? Like, help. So I think I was quite miserable. And those three sessions were the three sessions I cried in. But I kept going, which was the main thing, because I have, have, I have walked out of personal training sessions before. Have you? Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel so guilty towards really? that trainer. Yeah. I just got so upset at myself and embarrassed that I was, you know, and I should have listened to the trainer who was like, don't worry about it. But I was like, no, 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 I'm going out like to Lou. <laughs> Do you know, no, but I suppose that's a natural reaction is to fight. It's kind of fight or flight almost yeah. in terms of either whether it's embarrassment or whatever it is. But it's <laughs> yeah. literally, you know, I'm, it happens. Um, but this time was different. Different. Um, and I think like the first one, I, I it was just simple things like hold onto the chair and move your knees, knees forward. They were just trying to see what they had to work with. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was asked to kind of just stand over the highest step and touch it, but I couldn't. It was so, I was so kind of tight and clamped. So then it kind of started slowly, like a little bit of ropes, a small bit of squats with a chair underneath. Yeah. And now I am deadlifting, I'm powerlifting, <laughs> I'm like following fitness pages, like, can I do that? And they're like, cam, Trisha. <laughs> um, I do boxing, yeah. I do... I did one day in the treadmill, so that's enough. Um, so it's a presum- predominantly resistance training. That you're doing is it kind of weights and stuff, or yeah. is it a mixture of cardio as well, or weights? And then one of the days I would do a lot of like circuit training or yeah. boxing or like just anything that gets heart rate up, yeah. like a hit session or something. But Great. then I would do like arms and shoulders, core and legs. Then so okay. it's the core is only kind of coming in lately. So I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much, but it's I know it's good for me. It is, of course. You know, and in, in terms of lifestyle exercise, if you added more into your day, so if, are you walking pr- further, are you, you know, leaving the cart home, all, yeah. all of that kind of stuff? Well, no, I live in the Galtee Mountains, so it would be, <laughs> be quite a walk <laughs> to a the commute. city. <laughs> I'm going to leave there at four in the morning, <laughs> do you know. Um, yes, but 100%, if I need to go get something, I will walk it. Do you know, I, I remember, like, I wouldn't even go my hometown to the top of it because it was a slight incline, and now I'll just go straight up to Tesco's, and I don't even think about that side of things anymore. Yeah. And then... Like I was in London recently and my sister, I think, was allergic to me because she was like, do we really have to walk? I'm like, yeah, let's go because I need to hit 20,000 steps. You know, that was the most, it's so liberating because when you're so seized up and you're so sore and like, I don't think anyone gets it unless you're really in it. Mm-hmm. Like one step is tough. Two steps, a flight of stairs, you have to think before you do this stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. So now when I flake upstairs, it's just so lovely, you know, and I don't smoke anymore, which is a huge thing as well. Are we smoking much? Yes, I was 15 to 20 a day, sometimes a day. more. 
yeah, since I was, oh, mam's going to kill me now, 12. <laughs> 12? <laughs> so I had 18 years of cigarettes behind me. And then I decided that on my niece's birthday that it would be the last cigarette. And that was April 21st, so... Of this year? Yeah, so when she turns eight, wow. it'll be one year. So not only have you lost close to £100, or getting towards a £100 yeah. goal, you're now nearly four or five, heading for five months off the cigarettes. Yeah. How did, so. And how did you do it? Was it just instant, or was it doing um, yourself off? I bought off? an e-cigarette, and yeah. I made a deal with myself when the battery went. That was gone. Wow. And that was it. Well, I just didn't want to give up. The, I knew I always wanted to give up cigarettes, because my chest was burning really badly when I was doing boxing, and it really bothered me, because I was, like, trying... But I just couldn't, you know. So I knew I always wanted to give them up. And then I was kind of at home having a chat with myself. And I was like, but well, sure, if you give them up in two years, you might go along and eat more then or just try it all. You know, just go for it. And it's the best move I've ever done. And I loved, I am I was a huge advocate for smoking. I thought it was the coolest thing, the best thing. So it's I, awful. It's supposed the empowerment of the weight loss kickstarted the confidence to tackle other issues or yeah. other components of that your life. And cigarettes, that would have been one. 100%, yeah. No, I had. I sometimes I do. I miss them. Obviously, it was an addiction I had for years. But it's the second best thing I've ever done in my life. First was the gym. Second was this. Folks, you're listening to the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. As ever, you can email us. It's realhealth at independence.ie or hashtag realhealthpodcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You are listening to the amazing uh, Tricia Lewis. If you're listening in and you're not motivated, there's something very, very, very wrong with you. Uh, I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs thinking, what race am I going to sign up for after this interview? Because I'm all psyched <laughs> up myself. Um, okay, so... Uh, Talk to me about food then. What were the bit? What 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 were you eating beforehand, and what were the biggest changes, and what is your diet like now? Um, so what was what was the pre- biggest change is definitely a weekly shop. I do a weekly shop. Okay, good. Which I hadn't done in four to five years. Really insane, ridiculous. I would just go to shops, spend twenty euros and whatever, and wow. The second biggest problem that I I knew I knew it myself. Like I'm a chef, I know food yeah. would be if I put a proportion of chips. I picked the last chip on the tray. Do you know, and that could happen 16, 17 times a night. And without even you considering that as calories. Almost, yeah. I also would leave huge gaps in between my meals. I would get up in the morning, out of breakfast, and maybe have a wrap at about 2 o'clock. And then was stodgy and tired. And then I might need till 10 o'clock that night again, and mm-hmm. it was something that wasn't good. Um, stopping off at garages was a huge problem. Like, I used to never drink soft drinks, but I think I'm like 24 to 26 stone. I was like, look, I might as well just drink coconut when I'm at it, which is a ridiculous statement. But if you have weight, you'll understand where I'm t- coming from. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, look, might as well just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, we'll go for it here. <laughs> um, and I think not home um, prepping food at home. I wasn't like I wasn't home cooking. And I guess I used the excuse. Oh, but sure, I'm always at work, you know, blah, blah. They're all excuses. They're not reasons. And the more when I think about everything I've said in the past, you know, I'm like, excuse, keep identifying it as reasons why I gained weight. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, eating snacks and they weren't almonds. Like, <laughs> they were <laughs> they were far from almonds. They were peanuts or something, Joe, it's all. Yeah. Just not identifying food and reading labels and packages. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm never calorie counting. I haven't counted one calorie since I started this. Literally not once have I even looked at the calories in it. But I just, you know, if it's colourful, it's, not in a tin, one less than a shelf, two years. It's, I'm taking it. Do you know? So. The ultimate poster girl for everything we've talked about over the first 21 episodes of the Real Health Podcast. <laughs> Whenever we chatted food, we've literally said, do your weekly food shop, uh, fill your plate with colour, uh, yeah. eat, you know, breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner. 
snack on nuts, seeds, yeah. stuff like that. Don't count calories generally because you know, we don't think life's too short. Uh, water and, and plus, I can't count because if I'm told I can have six almonds and I have seven, I'm just going to have Mars bread So I'm like, oh, I messed that <laughs> one up. If I, I'm that kind of person, I know it. That I'm like, okay, if they try and control me, I'll be like, I suppose I'm bold, as my mother would say. <laughs> and um, what's next? Is my next question for oh. you. So you set out a target. The aim was to lose a hundred pounds. You are not that far off that target. You're probably going to hit that. You'll hit that this side of Christmas. I would definitely think. hope. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I know I'm resetting it into three twenties. So the goal is to lose one hundred and sixty pounds. Okay. Um, if I go over it, if I if I never reach it, if I but if I have this happiness for the future, then I don't care. Do you know? I know it sounds silly that you oh you you'd stay sixteen stone, but if if I could bottle this up, I would sell it and I would be an absolute mm, multimillionaire. Gazillionaire. Then it's just a very, very simple way. It's just literally, like people would say, oh, but the personal training, like I'd get a few DMs that the personal training is too expensive. Mm -hmm. And I do get that. But if you work out how much you spend in a garage with your petrol, you know, 20, 20 euros a day on food is too much. You don't need to spend that when you have a lovely local butcher, do you know. Mm -hmm. So it's, And do you find that, because that's something that comes up a huge amount. It's, oh, it's really expensive to eat healthy. It's not. Do you, do you find that now that you're eating healthy, you're spending less on food? First few weeks, I would say it was the most expensive thing in the world because I was okay. buying every soy sauce, almond butter, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But those stuff last. It's not every week, so you can just top them up. But it is, without a doubt, 10 times cheaper. I have more money in my account. You know, you can... It's just way cheaper. Just do a food shop and away you go. You know, there's so much options out there and it's... Just follow motivational things and you'll do it. And talk us through then, because uh, we'll get lots of questions about this. Uh, a normal day, food-wise. Talk us through that. So what would, what would breakfast be now? Okay. So four days a week or five days a week, it's porridge. So Yum. it's just like a sachet porridge with the exact measure of milk. Like I want to make things easy. I don't want to be cooking for hours in the morning. I just, no, it takes me five minutes out the door. So it's porridge. With frozen raspberries, chaya seeds on top, out you go. Boom. Nice. Then the other three days a week, it's turkey sausages, turkey rashers, because I don't want to eat porridge all the time. I actually don't really like porridge, which is funny. Really? So it's kind of like a bowl of raspberries. <laughs> There's like so porridge. many raspberries in it. Yeah, well, I do, but it's just. Yeah, but I but I, I begin to like it now because okay. the energy I have from it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually quite annoying going up in the car. I'm like, ringing everyone I know. I'm like, morning. And they're like, oh God, she don't again, did she? Um, and then for lunch, it's usually a salad, but it's not boring. Like I'll chop it up, I'll put chili oil through it. You know, there's nuts, there's like, I could griddle some George, like the George Foreman with salmon. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of rice, there's sweet potatoes. And I, I and even when I'm saying it, I'm like, oh no, that sounds rotten because I remember I listened to diets and I'm like, oh yuck, like, but no, they're not. There's loads of condiments on them. There's, yeah. you know, make cottage cheese with a load of garlic. That's your garlic mayo. Do you know, dip your wedges with like celery sticks, all that kind of stuff. It, it's, so I would eat every three hours. Yeah. It would go porridge, salad, fish, turkey. And then in the evening, it's usually brown rice or like a boiled spud. Like I don't not eat white potatoes. Mm -hmm. I'm not cutting any of them out. So it just varies every single day. Yeah. Okay. Once so basically, it's it it's it's pro, you know a carbohydrate breakfast except for when obviously with your turkey. Uh, then it's going for protein and color. Yeah. And protein and color. Protein and color is actually yeah exactly. Do you know, so it could be anything from wraps. Do you know, chopped whatever it is. Uh, is there anything you miss? Um. From your no. previous existence. No, I hated it. 
I genuinely, I know, and I'm not just saying it for saying, no, I wouldn't go back in a heartbeat. If I was offered KFC or whatever. No, no way. It's not worth it. It's not worth how it makes you feel. Not, the guilt, the misery, the just the hatred, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's not worth it. I would never in my entire life, please God, ever go back. Because there is a huge amount of that. Like we would work with clients and when they are very overweight, there tends to be, there's a stress eating component, there's an emotional eating component, yeah. there's a, a guilt eating component, mm-hmm. um, without a doubt. That's one of the things that they, they we, we try to kind of get them through and as, a, as a trainer, as a, as, a, as, a, as a business, is, you know, but through food diarying and, and through kind of the buzz that comes from the exercise, the endorphin rush yeah. and the feel good component, which you are selling in spades, even just listening <laughs> to you. Um, and that, that's one of the biggest things to overcome, I suppose, which is that the ability to step back from the emotional eating and say, you know what, yeah. I don't need that or I don't want that. Um, and that's a big learning curve. It is. But I also think I started this off with not telling myself, oh, that's done. You can never have that. I think I started off when like, oh, if I want it, I'll have it. But no, I do think I think there's a little bit of trauma there. I don't want to I don't want to eat chips. I just no, they made me miserable. Mm. And it's like, I suppose, a damaged relationship. <laughs> I don't want to go back into it. It was great crack. Yeah, but yeah. the chips beat me up. You know what I'm going um, So, yeah, but obviously if someday there might be McDonald's if yeah, I am yeah. over. And I will have it. I'm not going to say, yeah. oh, I can never. Because I know, again, if you tell me I can never have it, I'll be like, I'll have it so. Yeah, that's always a big thing when people diet with diets or changing their food, their, their lifestyle, that they all are nothing component. There needs to be a McDonald's day there somewhere. Well, there has to be. Way. Because... There just has to be. It's part of it, or the pizza. And I also think I wasn't. I didn't go on a set diet of just white fish and boring. So I'm not missing flavor. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm putting it back into the foods in different ways. So um, every guest that we have on, or pretty much every guest that we've on for the the Real Health Podcast, we always ask them for like a top three or top five tips or something like that. Um, We've you know nearly twenty thousand listeners per episode on average. they're looking for inspiration and they're going to get it from listening to you. I'm getting, I'm buzzing. I'm kind of going to run it, run, run back to the gym. Um, <laughs> but in terms of if you were to give someone either starting out or someone trying to be healthy, your top, your top three tips that you've learned over the course of the last kind of seven months and, you know, 80 odd pounds and 106 inches, uh, <laughs> What what would you say to them? Oh God, I, listen, you, you, I listen to this podcast. I should have direct, had this right You've direct access into the ears and the minds of our listeners, and they're looking for inspiration. What would your top three things be? Say so, to someone who's starting out, who's who's with afraid of exercise, weight with weight loss. Yeah. Um, first thing I think majorly is don't be ashamed. People, there's no one judging you. And if someone had said that to me, I'd be like, but they are. There's absolutely not one person in that gym looking at you, caring about you. They're doing their own stuff. Course, yeah. And once I realised that, that was amazing. And speak to your friends, speak to your family. Um, so the top tip I'd say is have a good cry before you start. <laughs> because you have to get over it then. And you have to plan your big girl pants or big boy pants and away you go. And that's prob- that, That's an amazing, that's a really important one. That honesty. That You said at yeah. the very start of that, the, the interview, which is that you're honest with yourself of how bad things have become. You realised that blaming others wasn't wasn't the solution and the fact you had to be very straight with yourself and say, no, I did this and I mm-hmm. caused this and I'm the, you know, yeah. I am the reason. I didn't walk, I was lazy, yeah. I overate, I was greedy, do you know. Okay. So be upfront and, and be upfront. Uh, have the cry. Own it. Get it out. Do you know, and you need a good cry. You need, you really <laughs> need, because otherwise they're not going to listen to you in the gym. They're going to be like, you need to get over it now. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> um, so that's the main one, I think. Okay. Own it, yeah. move on, it's done. 
you can change it, but you can change it in a good way. Of course, the past is in the past. Move on. Um, Secondly is to be incredibly kind of like motivated. You ha- no one's going to big you up. No one's going to say, oh, well done. Like I do get it from Instagram a little bit, but you, you have to be your biggest fan. And you always have to speak kindly to yourself because I think that is where my life has changed. For mm-hmm. a lot of years, I would have been very negative in private to myself. And you have to remember that you're always listening. So it's a complete, I mean, your mental health, just be nice. And if you can't do the last rep or you can't walk to the shop, you believe you can someday. Okay, and that will of, change. Bit of self-love. Self-love, yeah. We like that. <laughs> Self-love's important. It is. It I, is. I, like, I'm, I know I'm borderline cock, you know, at the moment, but I'm like... No, not at all. No, but you know, I'm like... I never, I hadn't done it for years, so it's kind of liberating to look into the mirror and go, do you know what, you look great today, well done, and walk on. And it's only simple parts, and keep it yourself, keep mm-hmm. it private. But if you big yourself up enough, you'll eventually, eventually get the confidence back. Cause of course. You've lost it. If, you, if you're listening now and you've weight and you just hate yourself... And just, I know it's a blunt way and a very nasty way to put it. People you do. have lost who you are, but you're still there. You're still alive. You're still breathing. Fight it. You can only, that's the only thing you can do. No one's going to fix it for you. So that's Okay, it. so tip one is uh, be honest, have the cry. Tip two, bring a little bit of self-love back into your life. And tip three? Work so goddamn hard. There we go. <laughs> just sweat every second out in that gym. Get in there, like a trainer would always say to me, get angry, get in there, like you're overweight, you need to get rid of it. Put everything, don't blame the trainer, like I did for years, and I'm anyone who gives up gyms will blame the trainer and look for a reason. Give your all. If you're told to punch that pad, like literally punch it, that's it. And just move, 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 move. If you keep moving, if you take two steps today, take four tomorrow. And just believe in yourself, because... I didn't believe myself for years and that's what happened. 26 stone happened. And I think for anyone listening that mightn't have weight, 26 stone is not far from anybody. It just takes the wrong triggers and it'll change your life. So everyone listening should just, with weight or no weight, exercise, good food, and you'll be happy then. <laughs> Amazing, simple, but incredibly powerful tips. Uh, obviously, being honest is very important. Self-love, totally get that. People don't do it enough. Um, even what you said there, I remember it was Bill Cullen years ago, the businessman. I remember reading his book and he was like, he, every morning he'd stand in front of the mirror and tell himself how brilliant he was. <laughs> and everyone laughed and everyone kind of made fun, made fun of it. But actually, maybe not that much, but maybe not that element, that kind of, you know, picking yourself up quite that much. But the ability to stand in front <laughs> of the mirror and say, you know what, well done, you're doing great. Yeah. You're going to be a good, it's going to be a good day. Or I'm proud of my, you know, I'm proud of yourself. They're all really important things to be able to do. And very few people can do them for, for lots of reasons. I think it is important to do it. And then the third one, the ability to work hard. That's it. Work, you just have it's to craft. Go. It's absolute craft. No matter how much it hurts, just do it. Finally, like myself, who is inspired by following your story on Instagram and all your posts about things that you're doing and not doing in your sessions and all that, where can people find out? Uh, where can people find out about you on Instagram or on social media? What are the tags? What are the links? So I just have an Instagram page. That's that's enough for me now. I'm, I've enough for my phone. <laughs> so it's Trisha's, T-R-I-S-H-A-S dot transformation. And it's just going to go on from there. And I just, before we go, I just have a huge thank you to one person who is Emma in Denny's and Douglas, who has never, ever given up. The minute I walked in that door, I sat in front of her and I cried. And she never judged me, never looked at me different, but always made me believe I could do it. So everyone in the gym from... When you come in the door, 
to the people in the gym, to the owner, to the receptionists, to everyone. But mainly, like that girl, just literally, she wiped my tears with, with not with comfort. She was <laughs> like, "You need to get over it and increase my reps." So I was like, "Okay, I'll stop right." <laughs> Do you know? But you need to find your person. Yeah. And sometimes your person is right in front of you. You just have to just take it. So happy days. Trisha Lewis, thank you so much for coming. And I just want to say hello to my mum and my eight sisters and my 11 <laughs> nieces and nephews. I'm going to kill them for making me say it. Eight <laughs> sisters, 11 nieces and nephews. That's a big, fa- that's a big family. Wow. That's very funny. Actually, my nephew the other night was like, but you haven't lost any weight. And I was like, but Jesus. I have. And he goes, yeah, but you're still big. And I was like, come here. And then I showed him my Instagram. And he just burst out laughing. He goes, oh my God, you're such a grumpy ass in the pictures. <laughs> I was like, he was like, but then he's seen it. But you know, the innocence, like all of them are my biggest fans and especially my mum. It was amazing. They're fully behind you. And my dad. He's going to kill me. <laughs> That's all right. Well, Trisha Lewis, thank you so thank much for coming so to visit us on The Real pleasure. Health Podcast. Uh, it's been an, one of my favourite episodes so far. Your story, your energy, your empowerment to both myself uh, and no doubt to all of our listeners is uh, is inspiring and folks as always you are listening to the real health podcast with me carl henry in association with leia healthcare um you can find out more about trisha's story you're going to see some of the photographs on independent.ie you'll be able to see them uh, there obviously as well as trisha's um instagram page if you have any questions whatsoever or any ideas for guests that you'd like to have us on do keep the emails coming in with lots and lots of emails over the course of the last couple of months it's real health at independent.ie i'll get back to as many of them as i possibly can have a wonderful week uh, take some of today's tips and t- today's inspiration and uh, get it into your own life beat the bulge Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.